0: Everyone and welcome back to the Press Pass Podcast, sponsored here by the Press Republican Newspaper in Plattsburgh, New York, Clinton County. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. I'm Editor-in-Chief Joe LaTemplio. I'm joined today by Night Editor Ben Rowe. Unfortunately, reporter Kara Chapman is out on assignment and won't be able to join us today, which is a shame because I always miss her insight and her correcting me. We do. <laughs> sort of uh, busy week this week. Lots going on that we can talk about, uh, and we're glad to uh, glad to do so. Uh, the week started with the big game, of course, the Super Bowl last Sunday, Super yes. Sunday. I'm sure everybody out there enjoyed it uh, one way or another, either <laughs> watching it at a local place or in a Super Bowl party.
1: Even if you are a Bengals
0: fan. Yes, the Los Angeles Rams won the championship, beating the Cincinnati Bengals. I think it was 23 to 20. All I know is I didn't have the final score in my recreational pool. Good way to put it. But it was a good game. Um, a lot of people uh, enjoyed it. The halftime show created yes, a lot of buzz. It did.
1: Uh, Does Joel and know why 50 Cent was hanging upside down when he was... I'm still a little per,
0: perplexed by that. <laughs> Not sure. Um, that was fun, though. Yep, yeah, and the uh, the commercials, uh, everybody likes.
1: There was that one commercial where they showed a QR code bouncing yeah. around the screen. <laughs> and I I was curious enough to do it. It's just something about like Bitcoin or something like that. And I'm like, oh... But it was so cool. <laughs> did it say,
0: did it tell people to scan it?
1: No, and that's half the thing, is that you just knew, <laughs> oh, I could scan that, and then you scan it, and you're probably down like a virus on here Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it's like, <clears throat> so. oh, look at the shiny thing on the TV, I get to do something with it. They probably <laughs> paid all of like five bucks to put that <laughs> on the Super Bowl, and probably a lot of people liked it, but yeah, no, it, was, it was pretty good, so I had fun. And it, again, um, you know, from my talk to you, from more sportsy people, it was a it was a good game. It was. There was some back and forth. Yep. the middle of it, all us Bengals fans thought, "Yeah, we got this in the bag," and then wasn't wow. to be.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know a few Bengals fans. Greg Claus, former uh, editor <laughs> here, was a big Bengals fan. Sorry, Greg. Uh, but hey, uh, this football season, a lot of people said it was one of the best seasons the NFL's had in a long time, and which is amazing because a league, I mean, they have, there are flaws, believe me, but everybody seems to overlook them, and it gets more and more popular, it seems. It, it's crazy.
1: You know, you're right. There weren't too many controversies this season, as far as I can recall, like major, you know, things that kind of derail stuff. But...
0: No, it's, um, um, you know, COVID obviously loomed over the league a lot still. A lot of players were out, missed time with COVID. Um, The referees are always a source of controversy um, in the rules, rule changes that they make. But this year there was a lot of really good games, especially in the playoffs. And people were, uh, you know, they they love it. Um, And speaking of sports, the Winter Olympics is winding down after two weeks of competition in Beijing, China. What We find the Winter Olympics more intriguing around here, I guess, because we're kind of a, we are, we are a winter sports kind of capital with being so close to Lake Placid and so many athletes coming from our region and Vermont. Um, So it has great interest, uh, of course. And this weekend, uh, we're going to be tuned in to see, um, I think it's tonight, tonight and tomorrow, uh, Hunter Church from Katyville will Be competing in the four man bobsled, so we wish all the best to him. He competed uh, the other day in the two man um, and uh, did not qualify, but uh, you know, got some runs in, some experience on the track under his belt. So, hopefully, that will serve him in the four man this weekend. And they named a sub after him at Good Guy's convenience store in Delhi in uh, Route 22.
1: Being, being put on the front of the Wheaties box, man. Being named <laughs> after a good
0: guy's sub, yeah. I bought one of those subs. It was awesome. It was like a pound of meat, yes. uh, bacon. Uh, oh, it's so good.
1: Though you noticed something was missing. I did.
0: There was no <laughs> cheese on it, and I, I noticed after I was eating it, I was like, "Hmm, there's no cheese on this." Um, and the story is that Hunter, they modeled the sub after you know they got information from his family and him. Mm-hmm. And Hunter is dairy-free uh, as part of his training <laughs> regimen or whatever. Um, so there's no cheese on the sub. But I'm sure if you asked for it, they probably would give it to you. I
1: like that, though. It's like if you had a specific sub made just for you, like the stuff that you would want. Actually, what would the Joe Latempio sub be like? What meat, what cheese?
0: Um, well, I grew up eating a, a, assorted Italian subs from R- Rubin, Rubino's Deli. Uh, so you got, you know, ham, ham cheese, salami. Um... Uh, those types of things.
1: I'll, I would take any kind of meat, really. <laughs> no, you got to have the Ben Rowe has roast beef. Yes. Swiss cheese. Yes. Banana peppers. Mmm. Mm-hmm. And then mustard, not mayonnaise.
0: No horseradish?
1: Oh, horse rash will be good, actually. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's really cool. And uh, we had a story about it this week, and it's, it's neat. It's a cool tribute to a local athlete. Yes. So we wish Hunter all the best in his uh, four-man bobsled event. And and I, I don't recall, but I know it's time limited. Is it, like, just for the Olympic um, period? Or?
0: Um in the story that Carly Newton did for us the other day, um, it is, the idea was to do it temporarily, uh, mm-hmm. but it's
1: become popular, and they're considering maybe keeping it on. Basically, that being a pitch to, you know, if you want to try it, head out and get it ASAP. So. Yeah, I might get another one this oh. weekend. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was really good. Um, and, um, I had my own Olympic experience last night. Yes i um, walking out to the press public parking lot. I'm like, wow, I'm practically doing ice skating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not kidding.
0: Uh, <laughs> sliding all over the place.
1: Yes, and then I come and find my car as a, an ice cube that <laughs> you have to chip your way into. It's like, yeah, it was nasty out last night, and, um, which led, unfortunately, today to a bit of late breaking news that um, there's been some wacky weather all right. <laughs> um, yeah, the um, the the
0: this time of year, as we talked about earlier, as as spring approaches and we do get some warmer weather, sometimes that creates a little havoc um, on our waterways as ice breaks free. Um, the Osable River has been known for this over the years. Uh, ice jams create flooding, and down in uh, town of Jay, El Sable Forks. Unfortunately, that happened overnight and today, and there was a, some serious flooding in Osceola uh, Forks. Town of Jay declared a state of emergency, and people had to be rescued. Um, I think it's uh, Innervale Way, that little area in the like a fork in the river, um, and there were cars in the river. Um, not not good. It was a, it was a pretty pretty nasty situation, and we've been working on stories on that. All day today, and we probably will again this weekend. Um, Mother Nature, Ben. It's 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 powerful.
1: And as we've often done, you know, shout outs to the people who get out of bed at 3 in the morning and go and rescue people and, you know, put themselves in harm's way to, you know, the rescue crews and that kind of thing. It's yeah. Scary. <laughs> it,
0: no, it is. Um, hopefully it's limited and uh, we don't have major problems uh, for an extended period of time.
1: Although you talking about the ice, um, what the ice jams and that kind of thing, it reminded me. I think I told the story before, but one time we had some relatives from out of town, like down south, coming up during the winter, and there was a time in Wellsboro where um, you have the bridge to the middle of Wellsboro, and there was a lot of ice jam there on the river, and we would walk down or drive down, and there was like a whole crowd of like 30, 40 people there just standing looking at the big ice block and that kind of thing and my Rabbit was like this is what you people do for <laughs> fun right here and like, yeah look at it look at all that ice we watch <laughs> natural disasters <laughs> yes. so it is kind of cool though but yes it's also not cool it can be destructive sometimes so
0: yeah so we wish everybody down in our forks the best as they deal with this situation um there was, uh, you know, it's bad enough we have to deal with uh, a pandemic, and now we have uh, these natural disasters as well. As well, um, Pandemic-wise, however, I have to say it looks like our numbers are getting a little bit better. Uh, they're still high in the North Country, the North Country region, as compared to the rest of the state. But overall, they're getting better and they're going down, and that's that's a relief, kind of.
1: I might ask Kara, um, um, our reporter Kara Chapman, um, why the North Country seems to be kind of on the top of the curve, but I suppose now that I think about it, we've kind of been following like a, what, a week or so behind the rest of the state. Yes, so.
0: yes, that's what I was thinking. I mean, way back when, when New York City was getting hammered, uh, we were lower, mm-hmm. uh, and then eventually we caught up. Uh, so yeah, and I think as they
1: were getting better, we were still a little high and then followed the curve. So yeah.
0: So hopefully we'll con- the trend, uh, the positive trend will continue.
1: But as I've read on lots of, you know, Twitter and, you know, just the general discourses that people are like, oh, okay, things are getting better. Go crazy, you know. And like, no, no, things are getting again. Yeah. So it's like, hold the line.
0: <laughs> Don't speak too soon. That's yes. right. Uh, we are not out of the woods um, yet, so hopefully people will continue to. Do the right thing and, and manage this um, as best we can. Yes. Um, and another sign is that things are getting better is that Canada loosened some of their restrictions for border crossing. Some. Yes. Um, instead of uh, requiring a PCR test within 72 hours of crossing, you can now get an antigen test, which is, is uh, cheaper and uh, quicker. So... Hopefully that helps you know, increase traffic over the border. Officials are still urging Canada to eliminate the requirement for any kind of test um, and just have uh, commerce flowing again. But uh, we'll see. Canada said they'll take a look at it. But you know, it's one small step so far. We'll see what happens uh, from here on out.
1: Well, it does seem as you know, officials have pointed out. You know, it does seem kind of like the definition of a. A half measure is that if you're already stepping that close to waiving the requirements in general or making them that loose, then why not just take the next step to say, okay, now let's go back to what we did at the end of what was it, November? Yeah. Where it's just you can come in. <laughs> but yes, is that now? Yeah, you got to get your test, and then you got to fight your way through the trucker convoys at the border.
0: <laughs> well, that's, that's
1: <laughs> a whole <laughs> other issue that
0: Canada is dealing with. Which uh, I wonder,
1: you know, is that is the government trying not to look like they're appeasing the...
0: <laughs> I think that's part of it. It's It's, it's got to be. They're trying to calculate how can we do this mm. uh, without, with saving face kind of thing. Because
1: anytime you read the headlines, I'm always thinking, well, anytime they change the rules, the truckers are going to say, oh, look, they're doing that. Success. <laughs> it's like, no, we're going to do that anyway. So, yeah, so um, is the, um, yeah, it's Hopefully, while well, I was reading that, and I was thinking, again, I love crossing the border, but now it does not seem like the time to deal without a headache. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, um, as, as lo- many local officials here are hoping for, um, hope that as spring and summer arrives, there will be looser restrictions and we can get back to something kind of normal. Because uh, as Mark Henry, Clinton County Legislature Chairman, said, we miss our Canadian friends
1: we do and you know and as gary douglas says um north country chamber of commerce president is that so often we're used to the border being you know rather you know not porous but you know easy to get across is either i can think about it you just go up there so yeah hopefully we can get back to that um and later.
0: hopefully and um you know you talked about the truckers uh, uh another issue that we've been seeing in not only our region, but the whole country, probably the whole world, is the supply chain issues. Um, there's a lot of businesses, a lot of places that are having trouble getting items uh, for sale, uh, for distribution. Um, you see, you still see a lot of empty shelves on stores, and if you want to order something, you're told it's going to be a while. Um, Carly Newton, or one of our other reporters, did a, a good story this week on some seasonal businesses in our area that are concerned that they're not going to be able to get their supplies for when it's time to open in the spring, uh, namely restaurants, um, which is, is amazing. Because here it is February, and they're still concerned they might not have supplies in time. Hopefully, that gets cleared up.
1: Well, yes. And, I mean, you know, this isn't, you know, microchips and, you know, car parts. This is like your basic... <laughs> hot dogs and hamburgers (laughs) so no so that is and and yeah talk about you know um is that i've heard some people say that as far as the store shelves go it feels a lot like may 2020 where it's like (laughs) yes you go and the shelves are bare
0: (laughs) well my wife is is there going to be another problem with toilet paper
1: i hope not (laughs) my wife is like all worried
0: she's like get more toilet paper we need to stock up (laughs) I'm like, why? Do you know something?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the The Chinese toilet paper <laughs> blockade. Remember that? Yes. In the beginning In of the, the pandemic, the early days of the pandemic.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, it's crazy.
1: No, but hopefully, again, it's well. And if this carries on into the election season, that's gonna throw things further. But um, is the again, you know, if there's so many. There's so many levers. There's no one thing to do to change stuff as far as far as i've heard you know is that the government can't just say okay we're gonna do this and then the supply chain starts flowing it's
0: yeah it's driven by a lot of factors i'm sure uh, none of
1: them good and so as you know as the election nears and biden's like darn there's still no toilet paper on the shelves <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna affect you know and is that if we are approaching the election season
0: yes we are speaking of that in franklin Transition. county yes Yes, Ben.
1: No, we've actually, we had a lot, of, you've done a lot of smooth segues in this episode. I am proud. Yes, <laughs> you're supposed to be invisible, so keep your mouth shut.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, Franklin County, uh, retired state police sergeant Jay Cook announced today that he will be running in a Republican primary what against incumbent, incumbent Franklin County Sheriff Kevin Mulverhill.
1: Where
0: have I heard that name before? Uh, Well, Jay Cook was a state police sergeant, and Kevin Mulverhill was also a state police sergeant. They uh, worked together for many years. Jay Cook is the guy, the officer who shot and captured David Sweat during the Dannemora prison escape in 2015. He was uh, patrolling the area uh, as part of the 1,500 or so law enforcement officers that were Searching for these, uh, Sweat and Richard Matt at the time. And he, um, encountered David Sweat on Coveytown Road in northern <laughs> Franklin County. near kind of near the Canadian border. He recognized him, um, chased him through a field, um, ordered him to stop. He didn't stop. And he fired at him and, uh, hit him. I think he hit him twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And knocked him down and, uh, he was captured. Um. So Jay Cook uh, got a lot of kudos for for that um, uh, event in his career. Um, so he's going to run as a Republican in the primary against Kevin Mulvihill. Should be interesting.
1: It's just funny that Cubbytown Road and Jay Sweat and or David Sweat and Jay Cook—they have become like part of North Country mythology. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! You can even hear that story told again. It's like oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, for those of us who were here and, and lived it, for everybody in the North Country who I'm sure remembers it, um, it was, you know, story of a lifetime. <laughs> it was a huge deal. It still is. And it will be remembered for a long time. And Jay uh, um, Jay Cook was a central figure. Um, you know, some people say, oh, boy, that's going to help him in the campaign. Yeah, it probably will. <laughs> um, but... As we know in politics, there's a lot more to campaigns and elections than just one event.
1: Well, and uh, you know, we have photos of, you know, the um, interview here in the office, but you sat down with um, Jay Cook not long after um, that all went down. And I guess I would ask, you know, based on that, knowing him in general, you know, what are your impressions of him?
0: Uh, good guy. Um, I knew Jay beforehand. Uh, my brother-in-law, Tony Bailey, was also a trooper in the Malone area, and they worked together. Um, Kind of quiet, humble, um, hardworking, um, you know, uh, diligent officer, a nice guy. Um, I didn't know him really well, um, but um, everything I ever encountered with him has has been positive.
1: Well, I do remember that, is that after everything went down and it was a couple days later and people were trying to get a hold of him as, you know, the big hero of the region people are saying is that yeah he's not really one to hog the spotlight that no much.
0: no he declined interviews um, it, I, I didn't interview him till
1: nine months later mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting it yeah. says something about him that he wasn't like yeah I'm the guy I did it no yeah, just right. doing his job yeah yep. but no um and yeah is that well and Kevin Moblehill has been um what the long-running um 12
0: this? years mm-hmm. he's been the Franklin County Sheriff
1: so, um, obviously popular
0: enough to. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. Speaking of police, uh, the city city of Plattsburgh appointed a provisional police chief at last night's uh, Common Council meeting. Uh, Nathan Bud York, former Warren County Sheriff from the Glens Falls area, was appointed provisional police chief to run the department temporarily until the city can uh, select a permanent chief which um should happen this year sometime
1: the long-running saga of the
0: (laughs) yes it's been ongoing um the city um the mayor tried to appoint the vermont state police uh officer last month or was it in december it might have been december yes december and uh the council voted it down um there's a lot of people in the community and the department pushing for jared trombley to become the next chief um and you know, it's, it's, been, it's been debated back and forth um, by the council and the mayor, um, and it's been a hot-button issue. Uh, so we'll see what happens with this.
1: Well, and as we've mentioned in our reporting and, and interviews, is that it's not a decision to be made lightly. It's whoever is appointed to lead the department. They set the culture for the department, and they set the direction that, you know, that's going to go for the next while. So it's something that you got to, um, you know, um, weigh your options carefully. I will say, though, is that if you're going to pick anyone to be in a police position, having somebody with the nickname, Bud, I mean, that's like a top qualification for me. <laughs> is that, you know, I want Bud the police chief.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, there was, uh, uh, he was well known in the Warren County area. I mean, there was a lot of stories written about him, shall we say. Um, so we'll find out for ourselves, I guess, um, how this is going to work out.
1: Well, as the saying goes sometimes, you know, is that if you're, if they're talking about you, you're doing something, so (laughs) we'll see what comes of it, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. We will, well, you know, we will certainly keep on top of that story, that's for sure.
0: Yes, we will, as we will many other stories. Oh, the other story that I found was interesting, we did, um, this week, is Carly did one on the gas prices. Oh, uh, that's geez. always of <laughs> interest people always uh want to know what's going on
1: can i that. say one thing about gas prices they're bad yes but <laughs> it's the fact that with my well i used to live literally like right around the corner from the press office yes so my commute was literally if i even wanted to drive you know it was like literally two minutes to drive here it was um really cold days um now i live about 10 minutes away. But that still gives me a lot of leeway to not have to fill my tank that often. So I have the luxury of watching the prices and filling them at optimum time. So I do keep an eye on our yes the gas prices. Is it's like okay, got to do it now before they go up again or down again. Right. Well,
0: you have to fill up when you go down to Willsboro.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> I try and avoid that as much. I I will go. I will go down and drop myself to the very limit, and then come back and ride the E as much as I can. You're living <laughs> on the edge, Ben. Yes, but um, from what I recall, they're about between three fifty and three ninety or so around here right yes, now. So yes, yeah. yeah. I think I paid three eighty one today. We're inching up toward this uh, four dollars. I can't believe <laughs> that
0: when two thousand eight, when we had the gas first. Big gas price boom. They went over four dollars. That was crazy. Joe Atencio is like, I remember
1: back when gas was twenty-five cents a gallon.
0: Uh, I don't remember twenty-five cents. I remember. I remember thirty-three cents. Oh jeez. Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> but anyhow, um, I think that's pretty much everything I have on my list. Except I did want to mention. Um, I don't know if you saw last night. We talked about the Olympics. The women's figure skating last night yes. was incredible for many reasons. It was very intriguing. It was also kind of disturbing. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of people were commenting on social media that it was borderline child abuse. Mm-hmm. The
1: Goodness.
0: Russian figure skater, the, the heavy favorite, the 15-year-old, mm-hmm. um, Valéva, I think her name is, mm-hmm. last name, Um all kinds of records she set. She was a top favorite. Tested positive for banned substance on Christmas Day. In a controversial decision, was allowed to skate. Uh, people were very upset. Said she should have been disqualified. She skated last night under heavy pressure. Fell twice. Didn't win a medal. Finished fourth. The other Russians, the two other Russians who were also excellent skaters one of them the reigning world champion she won the gold and the other russian trusova i think her name is won the silver and she comp- competed and completed five quad jumps which never happened before mm-hmm. she was outraged she didn't win she was crying Believa was crying the bronze medalists they were all crying mm-hmm. and the russian coach was yelling at this poor 15 year old mm-hmm. cuz she fell and it was it was horrible. All these, my wife's like, they're all crying. That doesn't seem like what the Olympics should be
1: about. Not that kind of crying, no. <laughs> <laughs> and no, and yeah, it's, it's a sad show of, you know, the whole situation. And it's just that ultimately, obviously, as many commentators have said, it doesn't, it doesn't fall on the kids. It falls on this institution, particularly in Russia, yes. of state-sponsored and pushing to win at all costs and that kind of thing and again as you were saying yeah that goes against the spirit of the olympics and just that you know to have these kids be put on the world stage and have the spotlight hot on them and then yeah it's no wonder that you can't perform under that kind of pressure so um no it's that um as lots of people have said around these olympics whether it's because of the Chinese human rights record or all kinds of issues, COVID, should we have these events in the first place? Well, it's easy to say no, but then you got these kids, this is the young people, I should say, that this is like their only chance to get out there and compete for their sport. So you can't just say no Olympics. Well, you
0: know, the, the international arbitration of sport panel, I think it was, mm-hmm. the ones that allowed her to compete, well, even though this positive test was out there, they said not having her compete would do irreparable mental health harm. Well, I think this, what happened has done way more irreparable mental health harm, not only for her, but for the other competitors around her, and not to mention the, the handlers. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was It was a bad scene all mm-hmm. the way around. And Mike Tirico, NBC's host uh, for the Olympics, actually said that last night. Mm -hmm. He said, unless the IOC steps in and figures this out and fixes this and doesn't let it happen again or takes steps to, the Olympic Games might be in jeopardy, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and for good reason. I was thinking the same thing myself last night, and I am a huge Olympics fan. I would never want to see them go away, but I thought to myself, why bother? This is a mess. And it's all be—it's always been, you know. Lately, it's been about money, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Olympics are not what they used to be.
1: Well, and despite with doping in particular, you know, yes, it's Russia that is the big culprit nowadays. But you can't walk away with these from these games without casting a suspicious eye on everyone and wondering, yeah. you know, is that what other cases of this where they're out there? And you know, yeah, you've got to address all that. <laughs> Is that we can't have a situation spring on us again like this in the next games and then...
0: No, and we will be robbed of the wonderful moments that do happen. I think back to the opening ceremonies. I think it was the island nation of Tonga, was it? Yes. That had a representative for the first time and he came out in his traditional Tonga mm-hmm. attire, which is basically a grass skirt, bare-chested, yes. and it was like zero <laughs> degrees... And he said, oh, the cold didn't bother my body, but I didn't realize the flag I was holding, the pole was metal. And it froze my hands.
1: <laughs> I was like, I don't think I'd go out there dressed like that. <laughs> I'm glad when Joe LaCompia thinks of the iconic Olympic moments, he thinks <laughs> of shiny chest Mr. Conner. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. I'm like, whoa, what is up with this guy? <laughs> and he was like the, the one guy for yeah. the whole. <laughs> yeah. He did it proud, though, yes. But, no, it's that again... Um, yeah, we should have more of those moments and fewer moments of Crying. all the drama and all the international hullabaloo and that kind of thing. But, um, again, oh, yes. we have more to look forward to. Um, we have Hunter's Run, and um, you got to find the silver linings where you can nowadays. Um, so, again, we will, yeah, be keeping in touch. I'm sure we'll talk about Hunter's um, Run next time. But
0: Absolutely. And in the meantime, Ben, where can people find us?
1: You can find us everywhere, Joe. Specifically, you can go to PressPublican.com. You could read a couple of articles. You could look at some pictures. And, hey, there's the Press PressPublican podcast. You can also find us on Apple um, Podcasts. You can find us um, on SoundCloud. And, yeah, wherever you get your daily podcast content.
0: Excellent. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. I hope you have a great weekend. And until we talk again, we wish everybody a little weekside help.